Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Countdown episode 8. We missed a week there, but we are back. I am your host LB and joining me as always is CT. Hi there, I'm the other host. <laughs> So, as you might or might not be aware, uh, CT and I both enjoy adding anime to our home video libraries. I know that I have a pretty healthy collection. I'm sure that you have an even healthier one. I so, have an unhealthy collection for my wallet. That so, alright, but that's why today we're going to be talking about home video releases. More specifically, we're talking about home video releases that you can no longer find because their licenses are expired. So today we are going to be listing our most desired license rescues. Before we get into our list, I want to talk about our definitions first. So for me, in order to get onto my primary list, the series in question has to be out of print and basically can't be found for reasonable prices any longer on eBay or Amazon. And by reasonable prices, basically I'm count I'm keeping it pretty low and saying anything over a hundred dollars for a complete set. Uh, some of the things on my list are a lot higher than that, but that was the baseline I was going for. Was your criteria similar to get onto your list or did you have any additional caveats? I did not do a price check for anything, and technically, I did not. Uh, I did not necessarily restrict it only to things that had been that had been localized at one point and no longer were, because in my mind, rescuing a license also means, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Grabbing it. I'm pretty sure all of these are anyway, because those are the ones that come to mind. Uh, but I didn't go through a full thing, and I'm like, well, was all of this localized at one point in time, and then it's gone, and then it has to come back? Uh, so there's probably ones that were only uh, incomplete from uh, the early days, which still means they need rescuing, because the full series needs a rescue rather than just uh, just maybe what they had been able to before. Uh, but pretty much they all follow the same sort of thing. They're, you know, hard to find, hard to work with. If they exist anywhere out there, they're extremely... Well, neither of our lists are in any particular order, so don't take them as any sign of favoritism or anything. Uh, before we get into our main list, I have a couple of honorable mentions. I don't know if you want to go through yours first. Uh... I usually go through mine first, so I might as well do a couple of honorable mentions because I think they were licensed until just recently and, you know, fell out of license within the past couple years. So in my mind, it feels like they'll probably come back. Uh, one of those would be Cross Game and uh, another is Rose of Versailles, which I think... Uh, uh, what is it, Nozomi uh, had as of 2018, but, you know, got lost at some point. They feel like prominent enough things that I'm not really worried that they won't come back, and I don't believe either of them are behind a licensing quandary that will keep them from coming back, so I figure they'll return. Uh, I have a special case uh, uh, runner-up as well, which is simply... 
I want someone to rescue Macross from fucking Harmony Gold because I hate them and want them to burn in every fire. And I know that, ah, we just a couple years back, they Tatsunoko and them reached another licensing agreement. And I still don't know the terms of it. I don't think anyone does to know whether or not, you know, anything Macross can get through this dumb, dumb Robotech border. But it's been a thorn in everyone's side for ages. So I I pray to the anime gods that it can simply be rescued in general from the depths of that, you know, hellscape. Well, we went almost a full five minutes before the explicit tag got checked, so <laughs> that works. Well, if you mention Harmony Gold, you gotta swear at him. Yeah, that's fair. So, alright, my honorable mentions are on my list. These are titles that are out of print, but you can actually still find them for vaguely reasonable prices if you go searching. Uh, that would be World of Naraway, which was licensed by Central Park Media at one point. Uh, Battle Athletes Victory, which was licensed by Pioneer at one point. And then one that... I'm just throwing it in for giggles just because it's so amusing to me that it was ever made and more people need to be exposed to it so that they can remember that not everything that got released in the 80s was gold and that would be Virgin Fleet. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so those are my honorable mentions. Like I said, if you are interested in any of those, you can find them for fairly reasonable prices on secondhand sites. So, you know, World of Norway in particular is such a cute series that I'm really surprised that no one else has picked it up. I'm not even very familiar with that one. Yeah, it was... It was actually, here's a little bit of trivia for you, it was one of the very first series to be released as a complete box set in North America, as opposed to being released in singles. Interesting. That uh, definitely gives some distinction. It, it was very painful collecting through the, uh, through the gap i certainly did pick up stuff in the uh you know single volume releases giant sets but uh a whole lot less than when everyone started bundling it together and you know the blu-ray age and uh and just single single tiny box sets which has all of your anime in it yeah Way easier, way cheaper, uh, way easier to share as well. So, so all right, those are my honorable mentions. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into our primary list. So, usual as usual, we have five on our primary list. No more, no less. Uh, so, what is your number five entry on your list? Uh, well, the first one I will bring up. Uh, it's amusingly tied to the next uh, Expanding Horizons we have upcoming, which also ties in in part with your <coughs> with your uh, runner-up, because we uh, did not do... At any rate, to steer right back around, we, the next Expanding Horizons does not have the like currently 
uh, streaming or currently uh, available connection uh, because you knew a couple things that I owned on disc that you simply wanted me to try. Uh, one of which was Marduk Scramble, and the other of which was your honorable mention in Battle Athlete's Victory. And uh, me being me, I was trying to find like comparative analogs. So I'm not going to mention the two two core series to match Battle Athlete's Victory in case you picked one of them uh, <laughs> for your own <laughs> list. But uh, that so I found some easy matches for that, but I was looking for things for for Marduk Scramble to be like it. I'm like, okay, well, let's see. There's uh, uh, like a, a kind of a movie series, like uh, uh, what is that, Kara no Kyokai, and I'm like, oh, now that's available. I'm like, oh, okay, let me look for something cyberpunk. Surely no one has Armitage the Third. I was like, nope, nope, that was that's there. And then I'm like, okay. Uh, I don't know, Eden of the East? No, that's licensed. Ergo Proxy is licensed. I checked for the uh, Banner of Crest of the Stars, and that's around. I'm like, Gunbuster and Diebuster are around. Uh, instead of Cyberpunk, I tried Steampunk, but Last Exile is around. Uh, <laughs> Textilize is around. I just picked up two random things. I'm like, fine, I'm just going to look through the rest of my discs. And I pulled that. Uh, so I would pull things out and I'd look on your list and I'd see if you'd watch them. And I had uh, Joshiraku and Deno Coil. And both of them are licensed. I'm like, hi, Dive. Why, why are you licensing these things? The only <laughs> time that I get angry at people having properly licensed all of these great things is because I'm trying to find one that's unlicensed. So I said, okay. Screw it. I'm just going to go with the thing that annoyed me most recently that it got pulled from licensing, and that is my first pick. When Amazon was doing the anime strike thing, uh, there were a few things that they pulled out of uh, nowhere. Spice and Wolf they had pulled in, uh, but uh, another one is a favorite of mine, which is Nodame Cantabile. They only had the first season of it, but having anything was really neat. As far as I knew, it was only licensed down in like Australia, of all places. Uh, and then after Anime Strike died, they, they took that season with it. So uh, that became my suggestion for you. Uh, and uh, in this case, that's simply one of my... I really desperately want to be able to share this with more people. So... Uh, uh, frankly, the, this could have qualified for one of the, uh, you know, do it again, one of the, the redo the series, because I I wouldn't have minded it coming back with a bit more budget for the uh, music playing scenes. <laughs> In any case, it's got, you know, four core and OVAs. It's a nice, meaty series. It's pleasant. It's fairly unique. And I really just want to be able to point someone to a streaming link and say, here you go. Now, now you can know. So that, uh, that became my, please someone rescue Nodame Cantabile. I don't, I don't know why it hasn't been since Amazon pulled it up, you know, at least a little bit and you had a, like a small company in Australia do it. I'm not sure how Crunchyroll hasn't grabbed it because they've grabbed a bunch of, older niche titles but uh or or even high dive which has done a good job with that too
but not yet, alas. So therefore, uh, it makes my list. Right on. We're going to have a very in-depth discussion about the first season of this series, at least on the next episode of Expanding Horizons. Uh, So I won't go too deep into my thoughts on this one. I'm just going to say right now that if you are curious in even the slightest bit, you'll want to tune into that podcast because, yeah, I have thoughts. Uh, So, yeah, so, so my number five... Uh, is a series that was licensed by ADV at one point. It was done by their B-Studio Monster Island uh, way back in the day. It was actually the last series recorded at that studio before it was shut down. The series that I've been asking for for years upon years just because it's too good to not be licensed by someone, and that would be Petite Princess Yu. Okay. Go in go uh, into that a bit. Yeah, Petite Princess Yushi is a series that sounds like it should be creepy, but it's not. Basically, it's based on the old Princess Maker game from Gainax, where mm. you're literally raising a daughter from childhood to adulthood and send and sending her out on chores and tasks and classes, and your choices di- dictate uh, which job she ends up taking as an adult. Uh, they did a really good job of adapting that into an anime series, though. It's it's a really cute, fun series. It's appropriate for all ages. Uh, so it's not not something that you have to hide away from the kitties or <laughs> anything. You can actually watch this with your family and enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, so this is just one of those really good fairy tale type stories that totally deserves to be licensed again i don't understand why nobody has picked this up sounds good how does it uh, do you know whether or not any of the game or game alikes are themselves available There are a couple of fan-translated versions of the game out there, but no official commercial release for them, I believe, exists. There might be one, but it might be available on, like, shareware sites or anything. But as far as I'm aware, it was never... The game was never actually commercially released over here. Well, there's a lot of things to rescue, then. Okay. I guess we shall go to my second choice. Yep, go uh, for it. I'm not going terribly obscure, although uh, maybe maybe one or two of them is is lesser known. Uh, this is one of those titles that was so foundational, especially for Viz back in the day, that while they've been keeping a series like Ranma alive, I have no idea why they haven't brought back the gold standard for me of uh, romantic comedies and happy ending sorts, and that would be My Sinekoku. So, uh, of course, anything Takahashi-related tends to rank high on my list. 
uh, uh Koku has not been licensed for quite a while. So, uh, especially because the manga itself is starting to come back, which is excellent. Everyone definitely give is all your money for all the manga, but where the heck is the anime? This is one of those things that a whole lot more people watched the, the anime and were, uh, really caught up in it at the time and it's another thing that i would love to be able to share with people most of this of course is not just uh because i want to get a nice collector's edition of something but simply because there are all of these titles that i think are community prominent important that i want to more easily be able to share it with other people uh frankly i didn't even watch all of the anime back in the day i just read the manga at a, a couple billion times so uh <laughs> but the uh it's got some great openings and endings it's got uh, uh good good coverage uh it's fairly long series so it's it's fairly meaty it uh starts out pretty pretty damn zany uh but really the the back third of it is just really fantastic so uh I would love for all of this to to make a return in some fashion. Very cool. I never got into that one. I would like the opportunity to give it a try someday. It's not on my list, but it is one of those shows where one of these days, you know, if it doesn't get licensed, I'm going to seek it out and give it a try. So, alright, my second pick is another ADV series that maybe five people in the world actually watched. <laughs> uh, that's okay, though, because I still consider it a really fun Magical Girl series. I own almost all of it. I am missing volume seven of it. So if anybody listening to it has volume seven of this series and you're willing <laughs> to part with it for less than, you know, 50 bucks, then talk to me. Let's make a deal. Uh, but that would be the Magical Girl series Wedding Peach. This is another series that I believe was recorded at the B studio by ADV back in the day. It was released over a total of 10 volumes, including the OVA. Uh, you can still get the box set for, you know, one or $200 each. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's gone up in price and single volumes are going for 50 to 75 a pop. So, yeah, but this is a series that I would love to be able to share with more people, especially I have a couple of friends who love Magical Girl series, and this is one that I think that they would really enjoy. It's not Sailor Moon caliber. I'm not, you know, blowing it up that high, but it is definitely a nice, fun 90s Magical Girl series that deserves more love. Sounds good, and it sounds like a very appropriate transition. I started with a classic, lengthy romantic comedy, and you go to a Magical Girl series. So my next choice, uh, just it's like a direct line from here to, of course, the uh, Naoki Urasawa series Monster. So okay. uh, that is one of those things... <laughs> 
again, I don't know why Monster has never been uh, picked up, but this this feels like such a huge community presence, but I know it was never even finished uh, uh, out here, I assume due to sales or possibly due to it not selling enough and that they were demanding higher and higher licensing costs for it. So it never even finished out here, but it feels like one of those that, uh, you know, does not have the kind of dominance that, uh, uh, you know, Cowboy Bebop or Trigon has, but behind the scenes, it feels like it has a, a huge influence. It ends up making lots of people's top lists. Uh, I usually don't think about it in anime form, though I did watch all of the anime at one point because I simply own, again, all of the Viz Signature monster volumes. Any any manga that uh, has come out that's Urasawa-based, I pick up. So uh, I have read it many a time. It is a frightfully good, dark, psychological, political thriller kind of kind of work, uh, and I need more people to be able to experience it, and so someone needs to be able to drive through whatever licensing crap this thing is moored in and uh, and pick it back up and uh, run, 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 run with that ball. The absolute worst thing I have ever heard anyone say about Monster is that it is a slow-paced cerebral drama. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. I'm just saying that that's when I ask about Monster and I ask about, you know, what are some of its flaws? What are some of its pluses? That just seems to be the worst thing that anybody can think of to say about it. Other than that, you know, and that's, like I said, not a bad thing at all. So I'm actually, I'm so I'm joining you in surprise that no one has picked this up. That that is of course the one of the largest reasons that I love this kind of thing. I can understand people, you know, not wanting to watch a slow paced, long uh, boil kind of psychological uh, uh, thriller, but uh, it it's it's a hell of a ride, uh, and I love it so, and I need more people to love it along. So, alright, uh, moving along to my third choice. Uh, my third choice is not an ADV series, it is a Bandai <laughs> series. And I am going to go with the only anime that I can think of, at least, that was shot entirely in first-person perspective, and that would be the War Story Flag. Aha, uh-huh. yes, you've mentioned this in passing a few times and i know you were picking i think you were picking it up recently trying to acquire physical uh copies of it is that correct oh i would love to own this physically but finding it i don't believe it was ever released as a complete set uh it was only released in four single volumes and you can find volumes one two and four for reasonable prices i believe but i believe it's volume three where you're shelling out a few hundred dollars 
to acquire it. So I am more than happy to wait for somebody to finally pick this one back up. So what is it? I think fewer people are familiar with this in particular one. One reason I'm not going on too long is I'm pretty sure most people know by reputation things like Maison Koku and, and Monster, but uh, what what is contained therein with Flag the Anime? Flag the Anime is just one of those really unique shows that only comes along every once in a while. Like I mentioned during my introduction, it's shot entirely from first-person perspective. It never goes into third-person perspective, so you're always looking through like someone's eyes uh, and seeing exactly what they're seeing. Basically, it's a story about a war photographer who takes a famous photo, and because of that, she gets offered the chance to embed down with a special combat troop who is in the middle of a country that's having a civil war right now. Uh, I don't remember the name of the country. She embeds in with this combat unit and she learns all about the history she learns about the inner workings of what's going on with the civil war and why they're fighting and why the combat troop has to be there she has experiences with the local villagers it's just a really unique series it's not very long it's only about 12 or 13 episodes so it's a really easy to digest series as well uh so yeah so this is definitely a series that should be in everyone's collection (laughs) that does sound pretty fascinating it does feel like you're grabbing a lot of single core stuff uh while while I'm leaning on four, ten, <laughs> six quarter. Well, <laughs> to be fair, Petite Princess Yushi was twenty six episodes. Wedding Peach was fifty two episodes. Oh, okay, that one. Yeah, that one did get up there. So yeah, that's and cool. then Flag was only thirteen episodes. Well, in this case, we're going to go the opposite direction because one of these things, I decided I wanted to use a slot on uh, basically things that uh, were either short OVAs or movies, something that isn't just a series that I really want back, especially because there were a lot of things that I started with that I've, you know, I haven't seen in ages, and some of them... Uh, I'm not even sure I've uh, I necessarily saw them uh, subtitled uh, or dubbed back in the day, so I may have only ever gotten to them raw and then never even picked up a, a VHS or DVD before they disappeared again. So some of this stuff, I mean, there are basics that are around, and and I've been a little bit surprised seeing you know the typical things like. Uh, Vampire Hunter D and Fist of the North Star and Wicked City, those have been licensed. Uh, Even Dirty Pair Project, even a a movie I quite love, is sitting for free on YouTube. So anyone can just go watch it right now. Uh, But there are a couple of them that, uh, you know, like Great Digital Target and Venus Wars, which have not, you know, been anywhere for ages. 
uh, I think Angel's Egg probably was never localized. I don't recall, but that that's one of those things. But there was one that was back in the day, and I do try to get people to uh, watch, and that is a classic Moto Hagio uh, sci-fi suspense shoujo work called They Were Eleven. Uh, so Central Park Media had this until they imploded. So it uh, did have uh, uh, things. I think it did hit DVD, but not too far into the era. So it would be lovely for someone to bring this back. It is not a uh, terribly long overall. I guess most of the time it's released as a film originally. I think it was released in in six parts, but they it didn't come across as OVAs. That you know, it wasn't uh, with openings and endings. It was basically a film, so it's about an hour and a half of total material. It's uh, about a you know future, a science fiction future. You have a bunch of smart people from planets all over the uh, galaxy who are all joining the equivalent of a space federation. And one of their final projects, these 10 space cadets are assigned to go on a mission, a kind of training environment uh, with each other, which is to be transported to a uh, a derelict ship for the most part and, and figure out a way, kind of like being stranded uh, on an island and work to work with each other. But in this case, a... Uh, a derelict space cruiser, so the sci-fi version of it. And when everyone is dispatched and everyone brings themselves together, they discover that there are 11 of them instead of 10. So that's where the mystery and the suspense comes from. What new person was introduced? Is everyone who they say they are? It uh, goes through and... uh, covers a lot of ground. It's a interesting hard sci-fi tale with a bit of romance thrown in there as well. And uh, I think I've mentioned before that very little of Moto Hagio has uh, or Hagio has ended up being brought out here. And almost nothing is still in print, which is a shame. So this is one of those that I would love it if someone picks up. Again, it doesn't feel like a hard thing. To, uh, to rescue. It feels like a very discotheque thing. So if they're listening, obviously uh, I'm sure Mike Tool is uh, listening to this right now. So uh, here <laughs> you go. The, the next thing to, uh, to bring back for you guys. I heard about that one when I was first getting into anime. Uh, I never bothered to watch it, and then it disappeared, and I never got the chance to seek it out. Uh, I wouldn't mind it if it got picked up so I could check it out, though, because it does. It always did sound like something that I'd be at least interested in checking out, uh, but like I said, I just didn't get a chance to. I think you would like it, and I'd certainly like to be able to just link it to people so so all right so my number two series if i'm counting correct is another older series 
I want to say that it was Genion that had it back in the day, but I'm not 100% about that. Either way, it's impossible to find now, uh, and even if you could find it, you are going to be spending literally hundreds of dollars. Uh, and that would be the Dark series now and then, here and there. Uh-huh. Well, I so, felt... Sorry, I, oh, I was going to yeah. say, I thought when last we were talking about it at one point, you had uh, a few harsher things to uh, to say about it. So this, either I'm misremembering or uh, or there's still something specific going on. So uh, what what brings you to this title? Now and Then, Here and There is one of those titles that I've always wanted to own ever since I first saw it. Uh, harsh things to say about it quite a bit uh, at times because there are scenes in it that are just terribly hard to watch. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't believe I said that it was a bad series. I just thought there were really dark really horrible things in the series that can be really difficult to stomach. Like, uh, I believe we talked about the sexual assault scenes, uh, in particular, I believe, were what I was referring to when I was talking about the scenes that were really difficult to watch. Uh, and then I also mentioned that the main lead female, Lala Rue, is an annoying little pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's what I said. But even still, this is this was a this was a good series back in the day, and I don't know if I will ever watch it again. But if I had the chance to own it, I would absolutely jump on it, uh, just to have it in my collection because I believe it's hmm. an important it's important. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I don't like I said. I don't know if I would watch it, but if I had the chance to own it, I absolutely would jump on it. That's definitely an interesting approach to it. The, usually, the reason you want it back is to uh, is to uh, be able to have it and watch it and share it. Uh, in in this case, it's kind of funny, but I can certainly understand the sort of collectors and completionist mentality behind something if it was prominent enough, especially in your uh, past. It's not like, uh, it's not like I think Great Digital Target was, uh, you know, some of the high-flying best stuff, but it is almost, it's one of the first things I watched, so I still would like to uh, indeed just be able to have it to, uh, to to look at and maybe to watch again. I, I wouldn't find it hard. I'd just probably find it pretty, uh, you know, shallow. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> For lots of lots of early, uh, uh, you know, movies and uh, uh, OVAs were not uh, the greatest of fare, but uh, still enjoyable stuff about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so now and then here and there is just one of those shows that I still kick myself that I didn't pick it up when I had the chance. It, like I said, I don't know how much I would share it. I would probably push it on people if I owned it uh, a little bit more if they hadn't seen it. But it's not something that I'm going to suggest and say, yeah, this is popcorn viewing that you're going to want to rewatch over and over and over again. 
it's not one of those shows. But I do believe that a lot more people should have watched it at least once. I thought that one... I thought that one had a Blu-ray. Did it get dumped at some point? I don't believe so. Are we... I, I swear that it... I swear that it did. Now, maybe maybe I'm thinking that I saw it on uh, on something. We'll, we'll have to check. That one might have been a, uh, a miss. I, I swear that I picked it up on Blu-ray, in fact. But... Uh, who knows? Do we do we have to do a quick check and see what's going on with it, or uh, move to the next thing? Do we? Do you have a fallback on the off chance that we go? Holy crap! It's right there. Uh, let me check real fast. I am seeing on Amazon. It did not get a Blu-ray, but you can pick up a complete collection of the DVDs for a reasonable price. So, okay, so it's a little less. Maybe. Hmm. Oh well, don't. Yeah. Don't matter much. It's it's conceivable that I saw an import thing as opposed to a. Uh, as opposed to a proper one, I just I just swear that. Like it, it's something. It feels like something I picked up from Right Stuff on a weird, you know, like a Black Friday sale a couple of years ago. Okay, it's possible that I just missed it, but as far as I'm aware, it never got picked up again or re-released. Yeah. So, ah, well, no big deal. Let us let us move along. Now, when we were talking about this, I mentioned that there should be two titles of mine that you know I would bring up, one of which because I declared it and we're doing it next in Adame Cantabile and another that I've mentioned before that feels like it would be prominent enough. Do you uh, do you know what's likely to be my next mention here? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay. It is a series that I believe like Monster it was picked up, but uh, never completed. In this case, Animago had uh, 40 episodes worth, and that's okay, all that they okay. had licensed. There you go. Yeah, uh, so okay. I, I got that. I passed it around perpetually to people. It was it was one of those... It was the era of nice little slim case DVD stuff, so it wasn't an obnoxiously large set. But in this case, I am... Oh, God, that's my second... Uh, Naoki Urasawa uh, series, uh, slightly different than Monster. This one is Yawara. Yeah. Uh, so I I wish for unto it be a lot easier for people to get into our fashionable judo girl. Uh, one of my favorite overall, you know, rom com sports. Just kind of a funky hybrid. It's very much of a of an era. It feels like it would be a nice thing to return uh, because I don't think Ranma has ever been out of print. And as I recall in Japan, it and Ranma were kind of the big titles vying for uh, attention at the time. Uh, it would be nice for it to come back. I don't expect it to be. 
that's the after discotheque rescued orange road this was the other one that i've been like every time oh, please please rescue you are uh and i know that one or two of them really would love to uh bring you back who knows it's uh it's a big chunk of episodes uh i think it's like 124 episodes in a movie something like that so it's a fairly large commit uh and very few people know about it uh it feels like even things like orange road which don't have much exposure have a much bigger connection as well it should to the uh uh U.S. the American anime uh, upbringing the scene back in the day, and uh, I think it's a lot more iconic for people, so it has more attachment points, whereas Yawara does not, uh, but it would be nice to be able to share that, especially because I think a series like uh, Chihaya Furu has done really well. I think it would be interesting to, you know, cast back to other uh, series that might catch people similarly in some fashion. That I must have. I must resurrect the Uara. So, alright. Uh, so, my number one... I already own this, so this is more a case of I want other people to be able to own this. But basically, seasons two and three are available on home video, and season four is available on Crunchyroll, and yet season one is out of print and has been for many years now, and I don't know why. Uh, And that would be the first season of Hellgirl. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. I I, uh, uh, remember seeing the... uh you know, a lot of it, uh, around, uh, but not, not completionist. I think Amazon yeah. may has some of it, but I'm not sure which, which seasons it has, or if it's, just, did, did you say it's just one and four around, but two and three are gone? No, uh, season one is out of print. Season two and three are on high dive and season four is on Crunchyroll. Okay. So yeah, but the first season is actually the best season of this franchise. Uh, it tells the best story. It tells the most complete story over the course of 26 episodes. Uh, so seasons two through four are good, uh, but season one is the best. And it, bo- and it bothers me that more people can't watch this and own this. I can understand wanting people to own and watch a thing. Yeah, but the main thing, though, is that, season, like I said, seasons two through four are good, but they don't tell a particularly compelling stories as compared to season one. Uh, season one is tells a lot more interesting stories about morality and what is good and what is bad and who has the right to who 
declare judgment on someone else and who doesn't. Uh, so yeah, so season one, I think, is the best story because it raises the most interesting questions regarding human morality. Uh, so yeah, it just really bugs me that the best season of this series is the one that's out of print and not even available to stream online as far as I'm aware. That is a shame. That is a shame. I think there are other ones that are like that. I, when I was looking around for things, because some of the other ones that I was, uh, uh, you know, throwing it in and out for contention, I was looking for you're under arrest. And I'm like, well, it, it seems like some of it was in and out of print and some of it is still in print. I'm like, okay. I forget how much of El Hazard is around that kind of thing as well. I know The Wanderers is available. I don't know if either it's Wanderers or Magnificent World. I don't remember which one Nozomi has. And right. then alter and then Alternative World, I believe, is out of print. Yeah, so it's uh it's harsh. I think uh Natsume's Book of Friends is kind of like that as well, where some of it has cycled out of print at this point. So Trying to get caught up and watch the the current or stuff is uh, is a bugger. So really, the answer is that everyone should rescue everything. Oh, absolutely! I think and... it's interesting that for the expanding horizons that we're doing this next time, you had such a hard time finding <laughs> unlicensed series to recommend to me. That's amusing to me. Well, I figure that's encouraging, but yeah, it was funny mostly because I was trying to pick, you know, tight matches. And then I'm like, oh, okay, what comes to mind when I think of this kind of thing? Uh, you know, either tightly packed movies that are together or, right, cyberpunk or steampunk and all of the things that came to mind. I, I looked up uh, Samurai 7, I had a thing. I started at some point, I just picked other stuff uh, that was in the year of Mardok Scramble. So this this was the most surprising one and uh, I didn't put it on my list just now. Uh, what uh, was that, that was uh, 2006, right? Anime. I looked at anime in 2006. I'm like, okay, let me just get something from the time period. And I picked something that I don't even think I had heard of at the time. I'm like, oh, well, that's okay. Let me let me look at the description of this thing. That seems like it could be interesting. It was a complete left field thing that I'd never even heard of before. And that was licensed by <laughs> High Dive as well. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't even remember what it is now. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. I'm like, completely unknown but it could be neat and yet no i'm like ah oh, pain so i just gave up and did no dame cantabile which of course suited me fine because now i had an excuse to rewatch it and uh and share the love or well whatever it turns into from your perspective we will we will find out in the upcoming weeks i suppose yep I am just just an update for everybody in case anybody is 
caring about this. Um, I am almost done with the first season, so we should have the Expanding Horizons episode recorded within the next week or two, probably, I'm guessing. Uh, so look for that to go up soon. Are you going to need time to rewatch uh, Mardok Scramble as well? or your, uh... Yeah, but I can get through that in a day. Yeah, that uh, seems like an easier thing to pull down. Do you own that on Blu-ray? Uh, I own that on DVD, I believe. Okay. So from no, back wait, in the day... I'm looking over at my shelf and it is Blu-ray. <laughs> I do find it hilarious that uh, I own it twice on, on Blu-ray. And then the Battle Athletes victory that I found was like, oh, it was, <laughs> uh, I thought I had the collection, but I just had the first disc from uh, one of the, so I had volume one. I'm like, oh crap, I don't own it. So That is and, a shame. Yeah, well, as soon as someone rescues this, I think we just have to send a lot of letters to Discotech because they're, they're <laughs> good about the still rescue. send letters? Uh, well, you know, the electronic variety, I suppose. Okay. Email. So. Okay. So, all right, let's go ahead. Let's wrap things up on that note. Uh, thank you, CT, for joining me again this week. Thanks for having me. And thank you, all of you all of you out there for listening to us ramble for the last hour about our favorite license rescues. Uh, if you would like to support us, please feel free to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, also remember that we have a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash otaku review. Uh, and we will hopefully talk to you all again next week. If you want to support me specifically, please go to YouTube and watch the Dirty Pair Project Eden movie right now. That'll just make me happy. And you. So, done. <laughs> All right. Have a great night, everybody. Night.